Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. We've always, uh, since I've been in, in uh, public office, have said you got to get 50% plus one in order to win a race. The, uh, basically, if you don't have 50% plus one, then the top two candidates go to the next level and they go to a runoff. That's how it works uh, traditionally here in Georgia. Not that many other states anymore, but here in Georgia by Madison County State Senator Frank Ken represents about half of Athens in the Georgia Senate, District 47 it is. Today in the Georgia House uh, is a bill that would do away with some, not all, but some of the runoffs, or to be more precise in the use of the language, allow local governments to make the decision on whether to opt in or out of runoff elections. Okay, if you opt out, what do you replace them with? Well, that's in the legislation. Uh, co-sponsored by Athens State Rep. Houston Gaines and our next guest, uh, State Representative Joseph Gullett, Republican Dallas, that's in Paulding County. Representative Gullett, thanks for your time this morning. Yeah, happy to be here. Thank you. Uh, first of all, how long in the legislature, how long have you been there? Um, I was sworn in, in in 2019, so I'm going into my fifth year. All right. Uh, and this particular bill, I, I don't have it in front of me. I should have. Is it House Bill 200? Folks like to follow along at home? That's right. That's okay. Right House Bill 200. Uh, again, doesn't speak to all of the runoffs, as I understand it. You can fill in the blanks here. For example, uh, our listeners, voters in Jackson and Barrow counties, parts of those counties, they have a House, a State House runoff, District 119, uh, on the 28th of this month. This wouldn't affect that. Those U.S. Senate runoffs, three of them in the last two election cycles, this would not speak to that either, as I understand it. This deals strictly with local elections. Step us through what this bill would do. Yeah, so it would allow a city or municipality, and it only would affect um, cities and municipalities. They can actually opt into using uh, instant runoff voting. So, uh, if you are a city, and like I have a city in my district, Hiram, Georgia, and they use plurality today. So that means that whoever gets the most votes, whether they get 10% of the vote or they get, uh, you know, 100% of the vote, they are the winner. That's the way it is today. What this would do would be. Um, would, would require a 50, uh, 50% plus one um, win, and it would use instant runoff voting. So people um, people would make their choices to ultimately get someone who has a majority versus uh, just someone who has priority. All right, instant runoff, is, is that the same thing? And help me understand, because we're going to throw out some terms here. Instant runoff, is that the same thing as ranked voting? Um, I don't know if they're used interchangeably, but yes, I'm, I'm – Instant runoff voting is is um, the same as ranked choice voting. All right. So, and I understand that again. I get something wrong here. Don't hesitate to call me out on it. But I understand ranked voting is how we get, for example, the Heisman Trophy winner. I, I, I vote for a first place candidate, second place candidate, third place candidate. They get points and they add them all up at the end. The guy with the most points is the guy who wins, whether he gets fifty percent of the vote or not. Is that what we're talking about here? Is it something different? I'm not sure how the how the Heisman Trophy. Uh, I love football and I love watching who wins the Heisman Trophy, but I've never paid attention to how they win it. So um, I don't know. But basically, what this would do would be allow you to choose your first first um, candidate and then pretend you're going to a runoff. Okay, the next candidate. Who's my number two on this list? And who's my number three or or whatever? Depending on however many you want to answer. Uh, and um, if you go through all of them, if the last person, if the last place person is out, so. It depends on what the cities want to do if they if they choose to do this, um, but 
uh, the last place, uh, whoever came in last place, their their second, um, the person they voted for second would then now uh, be counted for them. So it would it would kind of continue that until we have someone who makes the threshold of fifty percent plus one. Let me ask the question. Should I ask this at the outset here? State Rep. Joseph Gullett with us, uh, Paulding County, Dallas. I don't know what it's like over there. I know what it's like here. Uh, and Houston Gaines, Athens State Rep., uh, a, a co-sponsor here. Uh, this only applies, you say, to cities, to municipalities in Georgia. Well, what does that say about Athens, Clark County? Which are we for the purposes of this legislation? What would Augusta, Richmond County, Macon, Bibb County, some of the other consolidated? What would they be? I believe that they're considered county um, authorities, not city authorities. But I'd have to check. I'm speaking out of turn. Mm-hmm. And I want to say Houston Gaines is not a not a sponsor of this legislation. Well, he's um, not. Okay. He is not. No, this, he's never been a sponsor of this legislation. He's a sponsor of another piece of legislation that we're that um, we have done together related to prosecutor oversight commissions. But this is he's not a sponsor of. Yeah, I wanted to get to that because I know you're on that. And so let me let me erase Houston Gaines from this equation here, and he can right. speak to this matter and or others as he chooses to. Uh, this would not, as I said, address, for example, the state house runoff the, the, that's taking place now in Barrow and Jackson counties. Wouldn't have anything at all to do with the U.S. Senate runoffs and that type of runoff, congressional, anything else. Uh, is there any legislative yeah. appetite that that speaks to this uh, that, that might lead you folks to pursue the runoff matter further than just the city elections? So, not for me. This is not really a, a trial run of saying here's where we are. And I have this end goal of making this across the state in every election. That's not what this is uh, for me. And uh, what this is is I have a city who, who has plurality. And someone – I was used to be on the Board of Elections of my county before I was a legislator. And um, the city of Hiram, um, so one of the city council members got 40 – I think it was 44 percent of the vote. Um, the second place one got 37 or 8 percent of the vote, and then you had, a, you had another member or another candidate – Get the remainder, and um, on the board of elections, it was we go out there and, and we say, okay, hey, there's going to be a runoff. No one got 50% plus one, and um, and the city manager walks up and says, well, actually, in our city charter, we don't have uh, we don't have runoffs. We can't afford runoffs. Uh, this is um, this is the winner is the one who got 44%. We have plurality in my city. It blew my mind at the time. This was maybe seven seven years ago, eight years ago. Uh, blew my mind at the time, and uh, something that's been, you know, we've been trying to address now. Um, this is my second year addressing it. Last year, um, we had the same exact bill. It got out of committee, and and we didn't get it out of rules. But um, exact same bill as last year. But again, this would address that situation only for municipalities, only for for cities who want to do it. If you're a city and you don't want to do it, this doesn't affect you. If you do it as a city and you hate it, you can remove it. It's not a it's not a mandate. It's completely optional. And uh, it's really just a cost savings measure. I know the city of Atlanta, they had a runoff, I think, for the mayor's race um, mm-hmm. here a year or two ago. I know it was super costly. Uh, this is something they could opt into or completely ignore or opt into and try it and hate it and get rid of it. Shift um, gears and talk whole. about that piece of legislation that Houston Gaines is co-sponsoring. You're on this one. Uh, with I know he's on this one. Uh, State Representative Houston Gaines deals with uh, what would be the creation of what would become uh, some sort of an oversight committee, similar to, I suppose, the, the JQC, Judicial Qualifications Commission, that looks at judges. This would look at Correct. district attorneys, prosecutors in Georgia. Step us through what this one would do. Yeah, so there's there's two two bills that we worked on together. Um, 
prosecutor oversight is um, I think it's 231. I think that's the number. And um, what it does is it does exactly what you said. It creates an oversight commission similar to the JQC that would oversee elected district attorneys and elected uh, solicitors general across the state. And it would it is very restricted uh, in what you can complain about regarding in courtroom what I call in courtroom behavior. Um, you can't say, hey, I was prosecuted and you know I. I I hate my prosecutor, and I think they they did something wrong. That's not what this is about. What this is about is if if they do um, things that are inside the courtroom, it's got to be like very specific, specifically tailored to um, uh, whether the, the um, specific to the um, trial calendar, specific to whether they they took a bribe or something along those lines. Um, and then it also addresses out-of-courtroom behavior. I have a district attorney or had a district attorney in Paulding County named um, Dick Donovan who was uh, ultimately removed from office, um, but he had sexually harassed um, for years a uh, a member of his staff, uh, so much so that he um, was post- putting things in the newspaper. He was she got, she got into legal trouble in another county. He was making trades, um, but it took a long time for that to, to resolve itself. And in the meantime, people have lost trust in our in our uh, judicial system in Paulding County. Um, it's an awful thing to go through. I know Houston's, um, you know, dealing with some issues out in Athens, um, specifically, I believe, to, to prosecutors who aren't enforcing the law, who are not uh, taking cases, um, taking cases on, um, specifically saying, "Hey, I'm never going to prosecute a certain type of case. I'm never going to prosecute a drug case. I'm never going to prosecute a whatever." That's not the role of a DA. Or solicitors, what their job is to do is to look at each case on a case-by-case basis, determine if the evidence is there, um, and then go, you know, go forward. If a, if a district attorney does that, they're golden. But they say they write a memo, something in the paper, saying, "I'm never going to prosecute something." That's not their role. Uh, that's the that's the role of the of the legislature to determine what our laws are. Their job is to to decide which cases to move forward on a case-by-case basis, using their prosecutorial discretion. And so that's what um, 231 does. I think his bill also. House Bill 229, um, and it relates to um, we're defining inside the duties of what a, a district attorney and a solicitor. We're just specifically defining that they need to look at each case on a case-by-case basis, um, and that's uh, that's really really important. I think today um, most district attorneys and solicitors generals do that, um, but the, the handful um, we have who do not, um, that will now be in the law, um, and that's a, that's another bill that we're pushing together.